Too Many Comics, episode 159. Brooks, Disney and Fox shareholders have approved the $71.3 billion merger. Oh, yeah. Finally. I mean, look, until it actually starts to ha- like, things start to happen, I'm not going to celebrate. This, well, this is the bit. first step of something happening. So, Okay, the board has approved this, yes. Baby steps. We can celebrate. <laughs> they can yeah. celebrate the outbidding of Comcast and then the acceptance by the shareholders. I mean, they're going to cash out nicely, I imagine. Well, so, yes. I feel let's like have a mixer can... and get all these uh, actors meeting one another and figure something out. First of all, they probably do know each other already. But also, could you could you possibly spread $71 billion around? Could you, though? That's not very much money. <laughs> $71 billion. Ah, man, to be rich and famous or a share, guess, shareholder, a no-name shareholder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't need to be famous. Just give me the money. <laughs> uh, that recluse. Anyway. Um, so we discussed this uh a few weeks ago i can't recall any longer so uh at the roast of bruce willis that happened uh, this past weekend edward norton made an appearance and basically said that he was trying to have a similar career path but for he wanted to make a good superhero movie so he's still shitting on his experience making the incredible hulk do you think that i had i did not watch this so i don't know like his tone what you know how he looked when speaking things like this but is it just like he's been out of the shadow? He's been in the shadows for a little while. He's actually like on something. So if he makes a controversial statement, he'll get more pub and whatever. Or do you think he actually is still like butthurt over all this? <laughs> First of all, I love that expression. Uh, I think at the end of the day, nobody involved in that production is hurting for cash or career prospects. So, you know, you go into those things being like an asshole. That's what you do. It's a roast. You roast the. Pr- I feel like even like when you, I've seen roasts in recent memory. Ten percent is roasting the subject of the roast. The rest is just roasting your life, just roasting people on the on the dais, roasting your own uh, career prospects or lack thereof, and then uh, next uh, performer. So, I, I, I saw it. It was it was pretty customary, but I think timely, just based upon what we talked about. Yeah. And he hasn't been. I mean, he has no recent movies of his own to make fun of, really. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ed Norton. I like him. Uh, me Plenty too. Movies. All right. Uh, well, anyway, another downer from last week that we talked about was the whole James Gunn scenario of being fired from the from Guardians Three. Uh, his old tweets that had surfaced. Uh, we have now that the entire Guardians cast wants James Gunn back. They wrote a letter, all signed it together you know, not approving of his, his terrible jokes of old, but understanding that he's a different person now, graded his job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you think this will carry any weight with Disney? Okay. So I wonder about this too, because on, on one hand, you know, cause the firing was so swift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does Disney have the balls to walk back that move? I mean, the, the entire cast has is, is stepped up on this, right? But they're also contractually bound to make this movie. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth on what could actually take place because, again, Disney fired this person. These people have to make this movie regardless. Do they want to make it with this black cloud of they don't even want to make it without the director that they've been with for the first two movies? I don't know. What do you think? I, th- I think they too quickly fired him 
Basically. After having another week to take this all in and what what the jokes were, I feel like if you get fired for you know stupid jokes that you made on Twitter, I mean they were horrible jokes. They weren't even funny. They're stupid. Um, you know you sh- should have vetted him in the first place that for that kind of stuff. But if if the barometer is to instantly fire someone from things they're not currently doing, but things that just spring up from seven years ago or however long it was. I feel like there's probably a lot of comedians then who should be on the chopping block soon. Well, who else are you trying to fire, Alan? Well, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think about, I don't, I don't even know off the top of my head, but these types of movies have have hired people who, you know, weren't, I think of someone, and not that Paul Rudd's a comedian or anything, but he's someone who was in, you know, random comedies in the past. You never would have pegged him for a superhero flick, and they brought him into the fold. So, I mean, I could see a future where, they, you know, some random comedian they bring in for some random funny role. Like, I mean, are you going to be scrubbing every single tweet now moving forward? Like, this is people are going to say stuff and and do things that you don't agree with years in the past. Um, I feel like if they're not doing it currently, as as they're at working, I don't know. I, I still just think I think they fired him too quickly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, so you discussed this, and then we we have so much to cover here, but. You talked about how you, you work for a large organization, as do I, and uh, people w- – during the hiring process, you, you might do some crawling of what what have, what have they said, what have they done. And I've learned some beautiful things that people have done before uh, they've made it through the hiring process. Come on now. Clean it up. But if somebody was had been working with you for two years and a – hilariously stupid Instagram post and or Reddit comment and or tweet and or what have you came to light. Do you fire them then? Two years later? Four years later? It's just like, that's pretty stupid of you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, so I mean, I, I signed the change.org thing. That's, I, I, and I stand by it. I, I, it's, it's, it's the cast and me. <laughs> let's do this now the anyway, weight is being carried yes and i know well i, I feel a responsibility as somebody in the comic book fandom Media. industry yes that's right thank you <laughs> as a critic anyway so i was delighted to learn this as we move on quickly runaways freeform this thursday yes is, so the finale of season one of cloak and dagger on free form and they're going to follow it that comes on at eight o'clock i believe and then at nine they're going to play uh first episode of the hulu series runaways and as of the time of this article there weren't any sort of um notes about running the whole series on free form i would imagine they would wait and see what the numbers were like and what you know if they're willing to do one episode We've we've talked many times. These characters inter intertwine uh, throughout the books. They're they're definitely the same type of audience. I think Runaways would play very well on Freeform. The same type of people that are watching the Cloak and Dagger show would would love Runaways. Just run the whole thing. Let's just get a bigger audience. Let's make it happen. I'm with you. Play it. You still haven't seen it yet, have you? No. And that is why you're with me. What What, what do you mean? Like as your friend? <laughs> That's... That's why you're with me with them wanting to, with one them wanting to play it. So I'm I'm excited for this. And this was news out of nowhere. I mean, it's uh, you know, we I feel like we talked about it on the show, and then it happened. So let's just keep on doing that. Okay. Well, I, well, but yes, I am with you for these very reasons. Yes, and your friendship. So we've got new Funko cereal. So here's the deal about these Funko cereals. We discussed this on the show. 
I think you and I both felt like we liked the idea of Cyril coming back this way. I think it sort of appeals to our childhood. I like the prize in the box. I actually walked to a GameStop on Broadway, which I feel it could be like prime to have the Mega Man cereal. Nothing. Then I went online and looked up. You know what these cereals cost, by the way? Ooh, I'm going to say 25 bucks. Okay, that's – you would be – Pleased to learn they're only nine and ten dollars. Okay, but that's all. That's but th- this it's is a lot for cereal. Yes, it's a lot for cereal. Um, I haven't seen it anywhere, but but they've been so popular somehow. Not in New York City, apparently. <laughs> they rolled out some new ones that include uh, things like Batman, Batgirl, and uh, Pennywise the Clown. I like this. I liked the beginning of the Funko cereal. Here's my concern: is that okay. much like the actual Funko Pops themselves. They're going to start branching this out into every genre known to man. Yeah, because there's no difference between they're just different colored O's and you put someone <laughs> else on the box and put a little Funko in there. Like, it's not like there's a secret recipe for each of these. Like the Pennywise ones are just the red O's, much like, you know, some of the other characters, the Batgirl and Batman O's looked to, eh, I guess Batgirl's is a little more purple, purple dye in it than blue. <laughs> like... So my concern is they're going to overdo it. So Well, okay, so we before we started recording this, we discussed that I would be home before long. I I I got to feel like we have to find just two boxes of this and try them against each other. Yeah, listen, I'm willing to order some online if that's the case. Which which one would you order though? I forget what the other ones were. Mega Man. Mega Man would be pretty sweet. Pennywise one looks kind of cool. I think blood milk for uh, Freddy Funko's. I still have a, a pinch. <laughs> so I just think we, we should, we should each pick one, make sure we don't pick the same one. Taste test live, live recording of our thoughts of this. All right. That's on. And be like, I taste uh, sugar and milk. That will be the takeaway. <laughs> I can't wait. I look forward to it. Okay. So where are the Jessica Jones reviews? The nowhere to be found. Of- I have seen three, and I have had to like Google it. And Google it, including like the description that it's a Marvel Comics digital original. Seriously, and the reviews have been. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have them in front of me, but they, it's all been great. It's all been like four point two and a four point eight, and this and that and the other. But where, where mass wide is the reviews for this book? It's a first of all, it is Marvel Comics. Let's be fair. Right, it's not just right. like some. It's Jessica Jones. She has her own TV show, multiple episodes, series, seasons. Nothing. It's the, and I don't, I don't know why. Well, typically these reviews are are what someone gets a an, an early release copy. These reviews go up week of week before. Um, you know, they no one knew this was really coming. Digital first. So there was no sort of, um, what's it called, solicitation for it, I don't think. And then it just popped up at Comixology. The release was like teased the day before. And, that, and it, even then it was like no one knew what it was that was coming. So, you know, these t- typical sites didn't have the chance to get it beforehand and review it. And then I feel like after it's all the buzz has passed, they don't want to go back and like write one of their official reviews other than just everyone that has talked about it, either on Twitter or done a quick post has loved it for the most part that I've seen. 
Uh, so it would be interesting to see an actual like comic book roundup review that would that would capture all those. But yeah, it's does not exist whatsoever. And it's a shame because it's a great book. I think it's. I mean, I've subscribed. So same here. That's all I'm saying. That I just thought that was unusual. That I I, I continued to wonder what the masses are saying, and the answer is Very nothing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's all. Well, they have reviewed our uh, debut review this week, this being The New World number 1 from Alish Cott, artist Trad Moore and Heather Moore out of Image Comics. Uh, this is the United States of America after the Second Civil War. Two lovers meet, one a straight-edge vegan hacker anarchist boy with a penchant for messing with the state, the other a chaotic hedonistic cop with a reality TV show and a license to kill. This really shouldn't happen, and yet somehow it does, and soon the entire state of New California is after them. This ballistic sci-fi action romance miniseries in the vein of Mad Max and Romeo and Juliet from Alish Cott, Trad Moore, and Heather Moore begins with a massive size debut issue and features a backup comic introducing yada, yada, yada. The talents of Aaron Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah already, so I already know what you're going to say about this, but please in, in, enlighten us. Your thoughts on this uh, series. So I, I made one mistake of not rereading what this was about before diving in. Neither did I. Okay, so... So my thoughts of not knowing the story, but getting to that story by the end of it, and it took a while to get to the end of it, because I also didn't read the thing. Remember, that was a massive, massive size debut issue. Yes. Um, we talk a lot about world building and first issues and, and books that don't do enough of it and don't uh, tee you up enough. This one did too much, and in, in, in my point of view. And maybe it was because it was a, a double issue of sorts, but for a lot of this book, I felt like... I don't know what the hell was going on. Like what I was getting at, who I should be paying attention to. Um, I feel like it went a long loopy way down the back roads to get me to the point of these two have a thing. And you know, one's a cop and one's a bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like it's a very Uh, basic storyline. Took a long way to get to it with a lot of things happening. Okay, so we're in the future type yes. times. Okay, and this, by the way, remember that movie called The Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. It, it, it's a tele- this had elements of this where it was a televised taken down of criminal types with mm-hmm. very uh, over the top American Gladiator people yes, that we yes. had. We had this going on, but I mean, we 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 discuss a lot when there is a book that we're reading that we're not necessarily feeling where we have to check to see how many pages are left. Mm-hmm. I did I did that a lot. Yeah, same same Z's. Okay, okay a whole lotty, and uh, I, I just I just felt like it was incon- inconsistent in many ways. And you mentioned the whole world building thing where we are being introduced to. A future where the United States is no longer like states. It's like broken into territories because there was some kind of like breakdown of something. Yeah, there's like four big states now, basically. Yeah. Sure. Uh, right. They're calling it the Second Civil War, but I mean, okay, a distant, another dystopian future where yes. things are are not great. Nothing's on the up and up. Yeah. Um, by the, way, the Second Civil War is happening right now. Thank you. Uh, number two, I, I hate to be political. Number, and here we go. Number, and, and just, just, I just, I didn't give a shit about any of the stuff going on. I thought the art was very inconsistent as well. Uh, it, it really veered between cartoonish and not as good as cartoonish. But there was, but there was, but 
I just that, that's the it's clumsy, but that's what it gets. So, but I, don't, I don't think we need to make uh, you know. We've said many times when we've read Cott's books, they are hit or miss. He's not one writer where you're normally, if you're a fan of his, you like every single thing he does. I don't believe he's he's that kind of writer. Uh, we we mentioned even last week, we've loved things like Zero, Secret Avengers. I even loved his, enjoyed his his latest generation Gone, but things like The New World. Um, what was that one? Was it called Fraction? Something started with an F, maybe Faction. I don't know. So one of his ones that was probably the last book where I didn't finish it the entire way. Okay. Um, He's he's all over the place. He's sometimes super political, sometimes very easy to, to comprehend the story. Uh, this one was all over the place and just uh, not for me. But I support uh, him being back into comics big time. Okay, well that's way, way to cover your ass. Okay, mm-hmm. so so I mean I mean I, I I'm with you. I have not looked up the reviews of this. Uh, I, I but I even checked today. Come up with ground up. So if you are here seeing something different about what the people are saying. I, for me, like I'm a hard seven, just at best, when I'm feeling forgiving because I just didn't think it was. I, I didn't enjoy it very much. Yeah, I could say that. It currently has an 8.1 critic rating out of seven critic reviews and a 9.5 user from seven user reviews. That's just, are they all like the Cot family? <laughs> it might be. Okay, Mr. And Mrs. Cot, big fans of this. Yeah, they, the user reviews got a lot of tens. Okay, well, I don't, so I don't agree, it. but but maybe maybe they reach the right seven people. So anyway, so next week, I, I don't know if you've looked into uh, how I located this or why I put it in here, but we have. I'm guessing to it's because it. the artist. That is correct, sir. Okay, so this is the seeds number one, uh, story by Anne Nocenti, art by <laughs> David Aha. <laughs> I like okay. just saying Aha. I know, that's good. how I say it. Uh, publisher Dark Horse Comics. Uh, this is uh, for a new four-issue series by by those two. Girl meets alien meets journalist in this eco-thriller love story where fact-based reporting is gasping its last breath and Mother Nature already has other plans. And what's with bees? What do they know that we don't? The rich have built walls around their wealth and scramble into escape rockets. The romantic and the ruthless cross over into the lawless wilds of Zone B. A few cantankerous aliens have come to collect the last dregs of humanity's essence for the celestial embryo bank. One of them falls in love. So on top of the fact that, I mean, I hate to be so uh, surface, but a good artist can really make a book, right? That's the that's why we do this whole thing. Yes. Uh, 9, 9.7 is the current uh, critic rating uh, before this book even drops tomorrow. So, I mean, that's pretty effing good. Well, I'm on board. Just, just to even just to look at it. Yeah, man, that guy can draw. <laughs> He's fantastic. Okay, so what else get you this week? And I, I, we have discussed offline by virtue of text, and you're so stingy when it comes to me asking you thoughts. Of, like I was, I was emotionally disturbed after I read some of these books this week. The morning they came out, and we're talking. Spoiler alert: Saga Descender. Where are you so, on these? Those are the only two that I read this week. Uh, I didn't get to them until uh, maybe Sunday, Sunday morning, which is why I was a little late on it, and then I was just going to save it for the show since I waited so long to get to it. But uh, first up, Saga 54. This is the end of a, an era. What do you call this? Like a 
we don't know for sure that this is like halfway through, but just for the sake of intensive purposes, you know, it's a halfway point type of deal. The Fiona and Brian are going on a year long break after this. Well-deserved. I think in everyone's opinion, come back fresh, uh, ready to kick our ass with whatever, wherever the story picks up because, uh, yeah, this one left off with a doozy. I, I think I had the sense that even without knowing that they were going to take a year long break, we had the sense that that something bigger was going to happen. I mean, the the will had just come across them finally. It seemed like we were about to do battle. People were already doing battle. Um, and they are ones to not pull any punches. So, you know, they will kill characters. They will put characters in tough situations. And, uh, you know, just in the sense of the whole story being told from Hazel's point of view in the future, like looking back on this story, you had to have a sense that mom or dad or both pass away at some point or something bad happens. I'm getting the sense that they're probably not still around as she's telling this story. So, you know, how they pass, who knows, but we, you know, we get our first taste of it here. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, by the way, I'm about to drop a great word. The penultimate issue before this one, we, we got to see, perhaps another character bite the dust. And now we had maybe another character bite the dust. It really does. It is a sucker punch. And then we, we learned that um, they are planning to take that break in a, a year more. Uh, a that's time. a, that's a, that's a, a year, dude. Where will we be in a year? <laughs> Hopefully still alive. Well, yes. Well, that's a very baseline hope, but I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that's 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 tough. So, whoo, that was emotional for me. Uh, and I hate to be so like uh, emo about books that involve characters that we don't know who are not real characters in real life. But that that's uh, that that was something. Then we got the, I guess the finale of Descender, which yes. which we've learned it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. But, but As Ascender get, next year. My God, dude, another yeah. one, right? So. You know, Descender, I think for the last few issues, you get the sense that, and this was before we knew that this was going to continue on, um, you, you kind of get a little sense that not many of these people are going to survive. I mean, as these robots come back, uh, everyone's gearing up for war. I mean, it doesn't look like anything good is going to come of, you know, the, these machines wanting to wipe everyone out. They gave them a chance to exist, and they blew it, and... You know, everybody is is fighting for something different. Um, I just didn't get the sense that Tim Twenty One was going to save everyone. Um, I felt like you know he would he would do something to obviously he was he's the type of character that is is going to put himself in harm's way to attempt to save anyone or, or do the right thing. Yeah, you know, we've learned that, but just from the way the book was going, clearly it wasn't all going to be on the up and up. To use that phrase again. Um, at the end of this book. So yeah, it's, it's extremely sad to see it, it end. And, you know, I think, it, I think it was a, a great send off. Um, I love how, you know, the ending of it tailored right into Ascender to sort of tease that a little bit. Clearly they've, they've done some work on that book already and, um, have a little something teed up. I enjoyed the story that, that Jeff tells at the end, how, you know, this wasn't even his original ending. Um, you know, some random, some random book where, where image made them do covers of, you know, predicting where their book would be 25 years from now, sort of led them down a different story path. Um, 
but I think it's great that this, you know, we mentioned it when we got the news about Ascender that this, it was just the end of one story in this world that they've built. So, uh, you know, I'm pumped for Ascender and, and wish it was coming out sooner than it is. Me too. All right. Well, thanks for so. that. I might drop in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll just go quick. And that is, so. you know, to cut you off. Oh, thank um, you. It is nice to, you know, this is the first, probably the first long book uh, of this show's existence that has, that we started as a debut review 32 issues later. And I'm what, probably four or five years um, comes to an end. So that's definitely an end of a, uh, some kind of era for the, for too many comics. <laughs> We're going to make it all about the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's good. Oh man! I so I read a lot this week. How did I? How did I do it though? Cause I, I did read a lot. So let's see here. I read that thirteen. Donnie Cates. This is that vampire book from the deep south. That's not True Blood. Still doing its thing. Uh, I enjoy it. Mystery Magifor number three. Jim Zub. This is the. Uh, there's multiple tie-in books about Wolverine coming back. The the, the real one, not Old Man Logan. And it, this is the X Ladies book. Psylocke, Storm, Rogue, Shadowcat, Jubilee. It's fine. Uh, Teenage Wasteland. So this is one by uh, Madeline Visaggio. I did download yeah. this, but I have not read it yet. I wonder if you should. So it, it basically, <laughs> another, it, another strikeout on a comicsology original. It's just not that great. And we're a fan of the, of the writer. She's doing Eternity Girl. This involves um, a young lady and her mother who have relocated because I guess the dad is dead. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm distilling this so cheaply and – she learns that this these girls she's running with are perhaps crime fighters, and is that right? Uh, then I also read uh, Betty and Veronica number two and three, and because I read these years ago, I was heavily hyped. This is by Adam Hughes, who's doing art and the um, the story, I suppose. I mean, I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, I, I want to say that in general, his art and his storytelling is better than average. So, and they're uh, available for download for free if you uh, are a Comicsology subscriber. So there's that. Cool. Uh, we will bury you number one. So the reason I picked this up is this was done by a actress. Her name is Brea Grant, and she was on a show called Heroes on NBC a long time ago. Do you remember the show, uh, Heroes? Uh, yes, I do. Yep. Okay. okay. I used to love this show. Season one only. She was not on season one, but she did show mm-hmm. up season two. She played a character called uh, Daphne. She was a speedster. She could go fast, and she, uh, you know, was very cute. And she has this series, and I don't recommend it. Uh, then uh, I, it was not good. I wanted to like it, man. I really did. I, I wanted to like it so I could tweet to her and be like, "I like." Your series. Do you live in New York? That, that's how it happened. Then, so we discussed this show, uh, this show, this book, many times. Uh, it's called Allies. It's out of a publisher out of Russia called Bubble Comics. Mm-hmm. And they uh, have been slowly populating comicsology and comicsology in general with these books. And I read books one through six. I really liked them. I made you read book one when we were uh, left without a true debut review. And then it went quiet after book six. The other day, I don't know what possessed me, but I was looking through and I saw they had actually published seven through 12. So I bought them all and I read them all. Wow. And 
Uh, all I can say is it's a it's a it's a cool book. Um, the main idea is again, people are on the run from a larger, if not government, perhaps a proprietary group of people that are running society, and they're doing whatever they can to take after themselves. But there are very dark elements and elements where people are kind of betraying each other. And again, I, I don't want to give away too much because I, I, I think it's worth on your own discovering as a reader. And the art is also like killer. So that's basically what I got through, which I think is a lot. If you think yeah, about it. that's way more than I did. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> uh, the, the, some news this week. Simpsons comics to end after 25 years with Bongo's future unclear. What does this mean to you? Uh, you know, I don't read the Simpsons comics, though I I do enjoy that they exist. Uh, I've I've read plenty. I've read plenty of them. Read a lot of the Futurama ones when they were around. Um, some other cartoon comics I pick up here and there. Uh, this was just surprising to me in that the show is obviously still going on, still does good enough ratings to keep going on. And I had read that. I thought I had read maybe even in the midst of this article that. The Simpsons comics are super big, like overseas. They like they sell way more elsewhere than they even do in the states. Like they're they're a pretty big deal. Um, they have a lot of back issues. Uh, it, it's just uh, you know it, it's sad to see. But I just always remember seeing the Simpsons comic somewhere with like the the bongo being on there. It's just gonna be weird not seeing new bongo comics. Well, were they any good? I don't know. Some of the Futurama ones were. I can't speak to all the Simpsons ones, but I mean, I said many times the Futurama ones read like an episode. I mean, if you love Futurama, you will you would love the comic. Uh, they're they're done very well. True to the characters, I imagine a lot of the Simpsons ones are. Um, I think they did a ton of spinoffs. It probably got crazy after a while there, but um, you know, just to see it, I could see it end and then maybe just channeling into one one comic instead of all the ones that they do, but. You know, to just straight up end the entire publishing unit at Bongo and not see these rights go anywhere else. Um, it's just odd. Well, I mean, I keep it on uh, The Simpsons a long time ago. I think we all did. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Lock and Key TV series officially lands at Netflix. I think we've talked about this a few times. Uh, so many the show. times. Yeah. So I still have not read this book yet. I think the first volume is on Kongsology Unlimited image book, obviously was around for a long time, had a lot of great, a lot of great reviews, a lot of fans, obviously that it's landing as a TV show. Uh, you know, just knowing that it's officially somewhere and at Netflix going to be developed, um, you know, will, will coerce me into reading it a little quicker than I've been doing. Me too. Okay. Well, we can, uh, commit to that. <laughs> more tv tom king dystopian future tv show everything's dystopian future huh? uh, why can't the future be good <laughs> so i mean great is he going to be writing this did he write the story that and sold it um, i assume I, I assume it's that okay That's so good for him i hope but i hope he doesn't take his talents away from comics anytime soon well he only writes like three books that's listen but, I don't want, but, but, but very well but very yeah, well keep doing those three and or okay. you know move on to some new ones although he does have that new dc stuff coming out at some point which uh sounds really cool so mm-hmm. he seems he seems committed plus we Not, got the russo brothers in yes. addition to their deadly class they have something else coming for amazon 
Strike a deal with Amazon for global event series. Not a lot of details here, but they have been, they are the hot commodity at the moment. They have been given the reins to create what seems to be uh, say a global event series. It, like, I don't know. It seems to be like a few shows tied together or some sort of grandiose thing. So Amazon I'm going to go with money at him and said, Hey, let's do it. I'm going to go with like disease, global disease. That's my, that's my, my bet. All right. We'll Pandemic. If, uh, you win. <laughs> More Disney sure. Fox Disney Fox news. So yes, blow through this. It's okay. So we've got Fox's Gambit movie rumored to have been canceled. Then we have sources yeah. say Fox may scrap both X Men Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. But then IMAX Next. confirms for 2019 X Men Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. So okay. what's happening? I- I'm going to go Gambit for sure is canceled. It's yeah. been no way one is calling for this movie. No one cares. But I do think the fact that New Mutants and X-Men are basically done. And they are doing – I think X, I think New Mutants is done. They, they went and did some reshoots. X-Men, I want to say, has some reshoots this – I want to say this summer, but this is this summer. This summer's almost over. So – these are coming out. There's no way they would not release these. No yeah, way. New Mutants was supposed to come out in February. I mean, that's like a, they've basically got a full movie already. They had a trailer. Yeah, but they were talking like some serious reshoots. I think that they wanted to add in some. I don't want to spoil what I've heard because I have insiders. In <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's coming out. Both of them are. They need. To. I think. Yeah, I, I feel like these. Aside from what they might have planned with Deadpool X Force, you know that the we've we have reported on this very show that the shareholders are in uh, for the for the buying of Fox. So, you know, at some point Disney is going to get the reins of these things, and as we've been highly anticipating for a decade now of merging all of these characters under one umbrella, at some point they're going to say, "Let's uh, let's put the halt." on all this money you're spending on these developments and reshoots and just uh, come up with a plan here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is not in the notes, but this actually broke on Twitter right before we were scheduled to go on. Tyler Boss tweeted out he has completed his initial sketches for a book that he and Matthew Rosenberg are working on called What's the Furthest Place from Here? Issue 1. Script. July 2018. Is it Black Mask? It's got to be. What else could it be? I don't know. Somebody could have picked him up. But that's just I broke a story. Great, we're we're really we're really doing it here, but that that's exciting. <laughs> Obviously, two creators that work very well together, and Hell yeah. uh, we that we've very much enjoyed. Still waiting on the Rosenberg interview and our artwork from Tyler Boss, but hey, that's not, well, that's not, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Either way, uh, excited for that definitely. So great job breaking the news on the show. All right, well, my dudes, I think is the story. I don't know. I'm, I'm rereading this whole thing. I don't know if it's like issue titles and book titles, but if it's my dudes or what I said the first time. All right. Well, only time will tell. Also, another thing that I had to report on is there is a serial farter loose in the West Village. That also, <laughs> that it's not even me. These are well, real. This is this is real news. It's gonna be us when we eat the Funkos. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. All right. Well, tune in next week for more breaking comics news. Uh, too many comics, and uh, please do hit us up online. Too many comics dot com at too many comics uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, welcome any feedback. I've been reading too many comics.